What's up, everybody? I'm just here so I don't get fined. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalking.com. I am your host, David. I am joined with today, Mr. Ryan. Now remember, kids, Greece is the word, but Greece one is the word that you heard. Jennifer? Ryan, that's just not true. Um, hi, guys. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> it's been a while. Out. It's been a while. It's been a long while. Um, I had to come out and support my movie, and so I'm really excited to just basically shoot down David's opinion and now Ryan's opinion as well. So <laughs> it's going to be a good day. But you're not a, you're not alone because I have discovered a long time ago that you are not the only Grease Two fan. Welcome back after a long time, Meg the Geek. Hello. Hi. I got to support one of my favorite movies, and of course, back Jenny up. Yes, this, yep. should, this should be a fun one. I, th- I I think as much as I don't like this movie, I think covering it was something that I wanted to do, especially how much Jenny loved this movie. So we can have a very, very fun time. Listen, this is some this is someone that loves Batman and Robin and really bad and some really bad horror movies. So I, I know the I know what a guilty pleasure is. So today we're <laughs> going to be covering the 40th anniversary of Grease 2, the sequel no one asked for to the <laughs> Classic well, Greece. it's not that they didn't ask for it, but it's not the sequel they, that we wanted. They couldn't quite do exactly what they wanted. Yes, and Ryan, I'm going to say it right now. I think Greece is one of the most overrated musicals of all time. So, so David has never. So David did not grow up with Greece. He only saw Greece <gasps> like a couple years ago. So I feel like he, his opinion on this episode really doesn't matter. So anybody it listening, does. just listen it does. to. Jen and Meg. Um, and no, so. I'm going to listen to Ryan. <laughs> Can we mute Ryan? Like, girl chat? Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> Dave, okay, no. On all ser- serious, serious stuff, um, Grease is really good. It's, it's great. okay. It's, it's one of the best musical movie musicals out there. Has a very bad message, uh, but it's okay. But is it? I mean, of course it is. Within its time, would you change for a man? That it was made. Would you change for no, a man? Not necessarily, but there are many women out there that do, and she wanted to change. She did it of her own volition. I mean, she didn't really have to change if she didn't want to. She, she wanted to. For him, she also changed to fit in with her girlfriends as well because she be, became a lady. And to be fair, he also kind of changed for her because mm-hmm. he did things. At the same time, trying to impress her and to get on her level. But also, so, with the way Danny started acting when he realized he was in front of his friends talking to Sandy, he got that cool jerkwad persona back. So, what was the who was the real Danny after all? I'll just yeah. stick to singing in the rain. We can just we can just keep like arguing. No. Yes, this. let's. But Greece is great, catchy. It made a lot of money. Um and so did Transformers. Okay, that's fine. But <laughs> no, I'm it's just a, it was a sensation. I know, I know. I'm just teasing. But let's get into some of the news of the week. Uh, do you? I know Meg has seen this movie. Meg, you're a fan of Freaky, right? 
Yes, the, I love that movie. Yes. Uh, Jen, you didn't get a chance to see it back in 2020, right? Right. No. did you see it? Uh, that's the one that's like Freaky Friday, only with the serial killer, right? Yeah, it's it's a yeah, really... It. Yeah. yeah, it's fun stuff. So the the director of Freaky, Christopher Landon, is set and attempting to remake the 1990s horror cult classic, Arachnophobia, Jenny's favorite horror movie of the 90s. Because You know, I... I've never seen that movie. I've only seen like one scene and I where like I think there's like some spiders that either come out of a drain, like a tub drain or go into a tub drain, unless I'm just imagining this, but I will not watch it. I don't like spiders. Yeah, I figured you that. Count me out on that one. <laughs> and Ryan, have you seen the original? Nah, the closest I've seen to that is Eight Legged Freaks. Oh, you do. Oh, right. Hey, don't knock that one. I- Next bit of news. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, next bit of news is uh, one of my favorite characters uh, from uh, Suicide Squad is entering the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, James Gunn has announced that Daniela, I'm, I'm going to butcher her last name, forgive me, is it Melquire? Will be joining the cast of Guardian of the Galaxy Volume 3. She played Ratcatcher number 2 in the Suicide Squad, which is Outside of Harley Quinn, my favorite character in the in the recent movie. Uh, Ryan, thoughts? Can't wait. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, he actually uh, Gunn actually in his tweet stated that this is the first of many projects he's going to be working with her. So it looks like they established oh, nice. a really good relationship during Suicide, and then um, they're going to be working together more often. Jenny, thoughts? Did you you like Ratcatcher too? I did. I did. Um, I was glad to see that she was still alive. <laughs> that nothing happened to her or, her, or the rats. And so, uh, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I always like when they do little crossovers. Same. Um, so S- same here. Let's see what happens. Meg, did you see Suicide Squad? I did, but, you know, I'm probably going to get hate on this. I liked it. I didn't love it. It's my okay, somebody talk. It's too silent now. <laughs> it's, my, it's, it's my favorite DC. It's well, my favorite DC EU movie after Wonder Woman. one, right? Oh, 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 100%. 100%. Yeah, see? It's, I just I don't I don't know I just uh, I think I'm I think I'm getting Harley Quinn out is that, that's possible. This the counter can be some well, people are getting wandered out. Shut up. Well, <laughs> maybe not yet, but they will be right. Because they will. They she, will be. Isn't yeah. she? Isn't she like got like nine movies coming out? I think her her new contract for... her new contract could get seven eight movies. So uh, now, is it seven or eight where she's the main character, or seven eight that she appears in, including her solo? Yeah, so I think yeah, it's like a Tom Holland deal. Like he showed up in like Avengers Endgame, and that counts as one, or Infinity War that counts as one. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, because I think that's the next step is her solo, which I'm like all in for. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's about time. I yeah, feel like I they all do those deals because even like Chris Evans for like Captain America did that. Like they all have a certain number and whether they're just their own lead or if they're um, sharing. Yeah. Like I think it's pretty typical. It's smart because then you lock them in for a while. Yeah. Like I've been saying in the last few weeks on the pod and Ryan and has been privy to this conversation. Like I'm kind of getting right. I'm getting, I'm getting there with the, we're, we've been in phase four for two years or going to be on three years soon. And I feel like we have no idea where everything is going. You look at phase one and it took six movies and you had the Avengers. You had phase two. You had you had um, 
uh, Age of Ultron. Like they, it feels like there's no quote unquote end game at this point. Like we we see Wanda having this arc, but we don't have no like there's not even a teaser where we think it's going. So I'm very you know I like Multiverse of Madness, but I also think it we're at we're at a point now that the Marvel oversaturation is there. So I'm hoping that um. You know, I don't know how we got into this Marvel conversation, but yeah, <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping that we get out of that funk soon. Uh, next bit of news is I didn't know I wanted a Hunger Games prequel until I found out Rachel Zegler was cast in the Hunger Games prequel. So no, Jennifer, you're you're shaking your head. I just feel like the franchise was done, like was finished such a long time ago that I feel like I mean I get it because right, like Harry Potter is still sort of like you're still going on with Fantastic Beasts. And whatnot, and it's still a friend, you know. I just feel like I don't know. We passed the Hunger Games, and it closed up well. That I don't really, I'm not really interested in watching a prequel. And then I, I personally didn't read the book because I assume this is based off. Of yeah, the book. so this is a book that came out after the original series came out. Yeah, I read the original series, but I never read this one because I didn't really care about because I think it's just based on Snow, right? Correct. Yes. I didn't really care that much about him, so I just didn't wasn't interested. So I mean, I guess I mean if there's still like franchise Hunger Games stands out there, then they can they can watch it. But I'm probably like, yeah. Ryan, what do you think? Never seen a Hunger Games, so I don't really care. <gasps> They're good, man. What? They're good, man. Yeah, Casey likes them. I've been meaning to check them out. Yeah, they. I think you'd like them, Meg. What do you think? Um. I, I'm kind of with Jenny on this one. Like, I loved Hunger Games. It's It was my favorite of the whole, like, teenage dystopian, like, era that we had in the, what was it, 2010s? Yeah. But it, it, it sealed, like, it closed up perfectly. We don't need a prequel. And I feel like once this happens, other franchises are going to start trying to do the same thing. Like, with how Twilight re-released its book from Edward's perspective. I'm afraid yeah. they're kind of going to start start like other franchises like, franchises are going to start following that route, and it's just milking it at this rate. Yeah, like I feel like if they had done this prequel like maybe two years, let's say within right. the two years that the last movie came out, I feel like that would have been a nice like window because you still have people that are fans and that are going to go and like buy. How many Hunger Games fans like that are really still like interested in this prequel per se? I don't. I mean, know. I'm gonna see. It. I'm. I am gonna see it regardless. But I'm not like, oh my god, it's like catching fire all over again. No, like uh, no. Agreed. Um, speaking of Twilight, uh, second to last bit of news is uh, this is more of a rumor, just uh, something I hope is do- uh, ultimately happens. David Cronenberg in promoting um, Crimes of the Future stated that he wants to make a movie with. Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson. Um, let's fucking go! Like, come on, no, anybody with me? They can, they can be in a movie together. I think, yeah, but no, I mean, just Cronenberg with he, R. Pat guy, and Kristen Stewart. Yeah, but this guy just failed on Crimes of Future. Of well, the Crime future. to me so, like, failed to me, but not failed to a lot of people that like it. I, well, I at just the have, moment it's only like seventy something percent on Rotten, so you're not the only one. No, I know. I'm just. I, I, I just want to see them do something that's not Twilight, so I actually would be very, very excited for this. I would yeah, not be surprised. Yeah. I would not be surprised that they don't do something down the down the line. Because people always love to like hatch like put together old co stars. I mean, think about like Richard Gere 
and Julia Roberts. You know, they did Pretty Woman. And then they teamed up again for Runaway Bride, which unfortunately was not very good. Ooh. But people went to the theater to see it because it was both of them. So Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, Adam Sandler and go. Drew Barrymore. The yep. list goes on and on. Touche. Two very good ones. So, and then the last bit of news is I'm, I, I will ha- ask you each to give me a director. Uh, so big names are reportedly being looked at to direct the Fantastic Four. Because Kevin Feige wants to be more hands-off with the film. Um, I'll start with Ryan, because we talk about Fantastic Four literally um, all the time. (laughs) And I feel that this is the most important Marvel movie in a very long time that they get, (laughs) right? So, who, who are you picking? Now am I picking realistically or dream? Don't no, you're not picking Kevin Smith. No, I wasn't. No, <laughs> although <laughs> Green Nolan. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, I said Dream. <laughs> really? Um, shit, Nolan things. is good because he direct. I I can see an Inception world. For the Fantastic Four, so I, can, I see go. I see where you're coming from there, but in reality, uh, what do you think? In reality, oh, I just had someone, I lost it. Um, come back to me. I think I have. I think they have their answer, but uh, Jen, what do you got? Um, so I mean, really quickly, being put on the spot because you didn't give me this question earlier. I know before the fun. podcast, so, so much fun. I couldn't do my research, but no uh, pressure. And maybe I'll get flat. I don't know. J.J. Abrams. Oh, I feel like I'm okay. Rise of Skywalker wasn't it? Yeah, but Force Awakens. But Force Awakens was. That's what I was thinking, right? Like, let's say this is the first one in a in a few slew of Fantastic Four movies, right? Being the first, I think he did a really good job of setting it up for Force Awakens. He's done. Has he not done Star Trek as well? Mm -hmm. I like his Star Treks too. Yeah. So like, that's a good one. Like he's a good choice to be able to start it off, and then someone else can take over. But the first one, I feel like he could easily set up. Plus, he already has a relationship with the studio, so I don't know. Uh, Meg, do you have anyone in mind? I I actually have a couple of people. Like I have like I have a few, but right, I'm awesome. one that I'm, that's really sticking out. For one thing, it kind of depends on which route are they taking. Like, are they going to take more of a serious route or more of, like, a comedic route? Either way, I got to go with John Favreau. Interesting. The one that started it all. Exactly. And he's done, you know, kind of more serious stuff, more comedy stuff. And Marvel kind of does, they kind of lean a little too much towards comedy, but they can balance it out really well. And John can do that. So he's got to go. He's got to be my pick. Awesome. So I have another John. I have another John, and I think this is going to be the person that takes it in the end. Uh, John Krasinski. That's it. It's John Krasinski. <laughs> no. Quiet Place 1, Quiet Place 2. The guy is a phenomenal director. Um, he is. And but he hasn't directed a Marvel movie yet. Exactly. I think, but- you, I think you need a fresh pair of eyes on the Fantastic Four, not someone that's already directed a Marvel movie. I guess so, that's true. Especially like J.J. Abrams has, has directed franchises, but Marvel, I've always, I've always been. This is the originality that I feel that is placed on Multiverse of Madness is the fact that Sam Raimi, uh, Kevin Feige, let him cook, 
and it felt like a Sam Raimi movie the second half once Wanda came in. It felt like a traditional horror Sam Raimi type of film. I think whoever comes in, if they let them cook and do their own original style, it may work. It's going to work. Um, having the same form formulaic Marvel di- direction, I think, has hurt the product in the last couple of years. And I think Doctor Strange, no matter how you feel about the movie, I think has a level of originality that's lacking in other Marvel projects. Like, I don't like Moon Knight. And that's like, people like Moon Knight, and I don't like Moon Knight. I think Moon Knight is a tad overrated. And uh, but yeah, John Krasinski's my pick. I also think he needs to. They just need to cast him and Emily, and then we can. I can be happy. And then and by the way, um, Ryan Glenn Powell as Doctor Doom. Oh, you haven't seen oh it yet. Oh my god, Jen Glenn Powell as Doctor <gasps> Doom. Yes. Yep. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> you, that beautiful man I on the know. screen. I, yeah. But are we gonna continue to do Doctor Doom? Of course you are, because they haven't done it right yet. Well, Ooh. I guess. I mean, I he wasn't bad. Who wasn't oh, bad? Uh, it was just the movie that was not so good. But uh, Julian yeah, no. McMahon. Julian McMahon. McMahon, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I loved him, because obviously, like, Charmed and, it like, all this other stuff. So, so. Forever. But, this, I mean, the script for that movie was... That movie is... Booty. I, I, uh, I'll still take that over the 2015... Same here, same here. I'll, <laughs> but I will, I will counter, and I'll take the 1994 over the 20 of the 20, 2003, 2005-ish? or 2005-2007? I think it was, was four yeah, and seven. You know what sucks about that one is I think they cast everyone perfectly because I really like that cast, like the the actual four. It's just a movie just wasn't as great as we'd hope. Uh, but yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. I'm I'm guessing the director will be announced in the next few months since I think they're going to start shooting soon. Uh, and that's all for the news of the week. Uh, let's get into what we watch. Ryan, we recorded four days ago. I'm sure you watched a whole ton since then. What do you got? Uh, I got this brand new movie called I Didn't Have Fucking Time to Watch Anything. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we've all, I think we've all seen that yeah, one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jenny, what do you have? What did I watch this week, Dave? What did we watch this week? Oh, we went down and we watched a lot of... Um, old 90s like yeah, comedy basically list. um so man of the house with jonathan taylor thomas um what else did we watch we tried to watch house arrest the other day but it was unfortunately only on stars and we do not own stars but that was another one that i really uh, love we saw camp nowhere um, camp nowhere which i had never seen before actually um i think heavyweights is next for us right heavyweights will be next yeah but heavyweights is like a a favorite watched that a million times before and what was the one we watched earlier in the week well it was in 90s but we saw dodgeball oh yeah well dodgeball was like yesterday so um <laughs> yeah so watch that and you then s- i guess that's it right no you did really? you saw a few other things what else? heat what else did we watch heat oh heat but heat was last week Still, that's you, recent. You just want to do. You just want to. No, I'm not going to do Al Pacino with Meg here. I don't want to. I don't want to okay. destroy her ears. Okay. I'm so sorry good. if the chicken <laughs> was got cold. That's not the one I thought you were going to do. No, I'm not going to do the gimme give the great ass. I I I've realized. I want to say. Don't scare I, the cat. No, I'm not going to scare the cat. Bruce left when I started doing Pacino. I gotta say, I didn't mention. I didn't mention this last week. Every time I watch Heat, something. The movie becomes funnier to me. It literally just keeps growing of how much I love it. The best part, one of the funniest parts for me this time is when Neil, Robert De Niro's character, is at the bar. 
and the lady's like i forgot her name uh she's trying to make a move on him or amy brennan well she, i forgot her name but i know the actress yeah and he's like she's like what are you reading and he's like a book about metals i walk away why do you want to talk to a guy that's reading a book about metals just that, that that's a clear sign and then she's I mean, like that could just be an interest of his no way. I don't think that's a total like deal breaker though. And then Pacino, um, when he's talking about uh, when they when they, he's, what, what were you gonna say? He's just rude on the phone. He never says. Oh yeah, goodbye. he never says goodbye. But when they catch when the when he catch him, he's like, he's like, you know, who they watch the LAPD Police Department. They got us, motherfucker. Uh, you guys need to watch it if you haven't. He is great. And you also saw Top Gun. Go ahead and rave. Oh yeah, I did. Wait, 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 wait. I I'm seeing it tomorrow. No Don't spoilers. Spoil no spoilers. I'm seeing it tomorrow. Um, Tom Cruise, despite despite not loving Tom Cruise as the actual person that he is, I do like Tom Cruise, the movie star. Um, looks good for his age. Uh, the planes were really cool. Um, the new cast was really good. I thought um, very believable in all their aerial shots. And uh, I thought the storyline had a lot of heart. Actually, I was um, I like that there were callbacks to the original, but there were all but there was like still a new story. Um, and I I think the ending was very satisfying. I think um, they shouldn't do a third movie, so I think this is where they need to like make sure that this stays as the second one. Um, but if they really wanted to, they could make an. Uh, yeah, don't spoil it. A spin-off movie with, yeah, don't. with one particular character. Yeah. I'm not spoiling it. I think I did a good job of not spoiling it. And uh you anyway. after I see it. And you saw Bob anyway, it was good. And you saw Bob's burgers. Or we saw Bob's burgers. Oh yes, that's right. God. See, this is why you have to just say my answer. I don't even remember anything I watched. Um yeah, Bob's Burgers. It was really cute. I thought it was really good. It didn't feel like long or anything like that. I thought the story was good. Um, and there were callbacks to like little things in the show. So if you're a fan of the series, like you're able to get the callbacks um, and pick up on them. But if you've never seen the show and let's say you just go to the movie, you, it felt really easy to just get into it. Like it wasn't something that you couldn't watch if you had never seen the show. Um, so hopefully anybody that never saw the show but saw the movie can then um, go and start watching the show. I think all the seasons are on Hulu. Yeah, uh, and so, Meg, well, Meg, Meg, well, I was going to say, Meg, Meg, real quick, thanks for letting us know to stay after the uh, the credits. I think you posted on your story. I did. Yes, yes. so thanks for that. We would have missed the post-credit. Uh, Rye, what would you have said? If you can, rank Simpsons movie, South Park movie, Bob's Burger movie. Uh, I, put oh. South, I put South Park. Uh, I have to watch South Park again. Okay. I really, really like Bob's Burgers, uh, but I love the characters on South Park more, so it's a little mm-hmm. bit tough for me. I love all of them. I like, I love all three of them, so I can't. Yeah. I know Jenny will probably put South Park last. I would do Bob Simpson's South Park. I just feel like Bob's is just like, I feel like the humor in Bob's and the humor in Simpsons is different, and I grew while I grew up with the Simpsons. Um, I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like I can relate a little more to Bob, Bob, Bob's burgers in the sense of like Linda, she's my favorite and Louise. (laughs) And so like, I just like, I don't know. And then South Park, I feel like, I mean, South Park may be not only just for guys, but I feel like it's a lot of guy humor. It has one of the best songs ever about Kyle's mom. 
<laughs> that song is so funny. What about you, Meg? Uh, what do you What do you have there? Um. Well, first, as far as the rankings go, I would go Simpsons, Bob's, South Park. Okay. Um. Okay. As far as what I watched, Bob's Burgers, um, and Chippendales. Oh, how Chippendale, good was that? Not Chippendales, but yeah. How yeah. is it? Um. Oh God, I'll keep it spoiler free. Uh, the camp, the amount of cameos, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I can't even wrap my head around the amount of cameos. Like I, there's a lot I actually missed, so I need to go back and rewatch it. Um, I loved the story. It kind of reminded me of uh, Roger Rabbit in a way, just the mm-hmm. way the characters interacted with each other. I will say though, as much as I love John Mulaney and Andy Samberg, I don't like their casting because I had a really hard time getting into the characters because I was like, oh, that's Andy. Oh, that's John. No, that's not Chip. That's not Dale. That's these guys. That's yeah. my biggest gripe. It's kind of when you watch Detective Pikachu and it's Ryan Reynolds. You're like, that's exactly. not Pikachu. That's Ryan Reynolds. I get what you mean. I liked it. I I, <laughs> I do like the Roger Rabbit's comparisons. And I, I, I look at it. How the hell did they get all those cameos? Ryan, you're going to like mark out with some of them. They're actually pretty funny. I want to like oh, do I a video worry. on ranking all these cameos. Um, but, uh, do we have the same number one if you had to rank the cameos? Someone that has human teeth that's not a human? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Ah. My second one would be um a certain Marvel person. Huh. I'm trying. No, just because of the way they described the the joke that they used for their own movie. Okay. Okay. I I, I think you I know, know what you're talking about. about. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Any anything else? Um. No. I'm all Top Guns tomorrow. Um. So I can't say that. But as far as Bob's Burgers, kind of going like what Jenny said, it didn't really feel like an extended episode. I really loved how it was really an original story. And the one clear difference between the show and the movie, the cell shading. That's how like, you know, like it's the movie because they up the ante on everything, but they did a really good job of it. Um, And this whole time I always thought I was more of like either a Tina or Linda, but no, I'm a total Louise. And I didn't realize it until I saw that movie. I love Louise. She's so great. Uh, I need to like have rewatch it now. Look at it through Louise's eyes. <laughs> and then for me, uh, I what what should I highlight? All right, so I saw the new Adam Sandler movie Hustle that's hitting Netflix next week. Yeah, I can. I oh yeah, I forgot too. you saw that too. Um, <laughs> so I saw that the other day. It hits Netflix next Friday. I love Sandler when he does these serious movies. He's such a good actor. He, this performance is really really good. I would say he pretty much blends his comedy and dramatic side and and creates like a really deep emotional performance uh it follows the sports movie tropes but i think there's a lot of there's a lot of a lot to like in it it's probably one of his better movies probably his best movie since uncut gems um currently sitting 100 percent on Rotten tomatoes and i will certainly not lower that score when my review goes up soon uh i went on a hitchcock binge but i don't want to keep praising out for hitchcock for like two hours uh, i saw the jurassic parks because i see jurassic world dominion on s- monday and okay. i am i'm very nervous about it i i the embargo doesn't lift till wednesday which is the day before the movie comes out so i'm very nervous that it's going to disappoint us um i saw jenny and i started rewatching psych which uh i love yep. that show thanks to jenny jenny if there's one thing jenny has i will give jenny so much thanks for is introducing me to psych because psych is 
too much of a delight when it comes to like There's our television. There's a lot of things we should be thanking me for. Television watch wise. <laughs> um, and I also, uh, what else? Oh, Kenobi. Uh, the boys. I'm almost finally done with season two. Ryan, my opinion has changed on the show. Alright, so I should check out season two? Yeah, season two I think is much better than season one. I, I'm much more right, invested I in it. I season one, I just haven't had time. Uh, I have to catch up. And then I saw some Tribeca titles that I can't officially talk about yet. Uh, oh wait, I do have one more thing I watched. Sorry, finish. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, well, I kind of started this a couple months ago, but I'm gearing up towards the end. Um, I just started Community for the first time. Oh, Jenny likes Community. Oh my god, I am so obsessed. I do. Dave hasn't watched Community yet. <gasps> Change That's that. New. I, just I think start- it kind of it slowed down a little towards the end. I feel like. Yeah, but, I'm uh, on season five, so I can agree with that. Yeah, I feel like that tends to happen sometimes with comedies because I feel like even like Parks and Rec, I love, but I think mm, it's yeah. is it season four or five. I forgot which one it is that it's a little slow, and then obviously it picks up in the last season because they're ending things. But yeah, I think five was the one where they went to Andy wasn't like they were in London. Yeah, see that one? I'm like, I'm yeah, okay with. Uh, yeah, I, I can kind of skip those episodes, but Community, I I want to rewatch it as soon as I'm done watching it. That's how much I love it. Oh, and I forgot. I also saw the John Bernthal HBO series. We own this. We own this city. Uh, mm-hmm. It's excellent. He is very good. Uh, I've never. I have never finished the The Wire, but if you have seen The Wire, this is pretty much right up your alley. It's pretty. It kind of kind of follows the same uh, trajectory. But yeah, that's pretty much everything I have and on what I watch this week. I I think it's time, ladies and gentlemen. Um. Oh boy! It's time to be a cool rider. Yeah, sure. It's time to go. That's okay. a good. Da- no, no. I think Meg got it. I think Meg got it. <laughs> no. That's 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 a good one. Uh, so yeah, Grease two. Uh, I'm gonna get a little bit into the production of the film, and then we could get into the fun stuff. Uh, so Grease co-producer Alan Carr had a deal with Paramount Pictures to be paid five million dollars to produce a sequel, with production beginning within three years of the original film. Carr decided to hire Patricia Birch as director for the sequel, as she previously served as choreographer for the original film and the stage version of Grease. Birch was initially hesitant to accept after learning that neither composer Jim Jacobs and Warren Casey were going to return, or John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John would be involved in the film. Uh, Grease 2 was intended to be the second film and first sequel in a proposed Grease franchise of four films and a television series, the third and fourth films were to take place in the 1960s and during the counterculture era. The projects were scrapped due to the underwhelming box office performance of Grease 2. Uh, Maxwell Caulfield was so unhappy with the film's drab title and unsuccessfully lobbied to change the title to Son of Grease. Uh, Birch proposed an idea to feature Travolta and Newton John reprising their characters as now married couple running a gas station near the end of the film with Travolta singing a new song called Gas Pump Jockey. That did not come to fruition. Uh, along with that, early plans for Grease 2 had Conway and Channing's characters can help me, Jenny. Kanicki? Yeah. Kanicki yeah. and Rizzo as main and characters Rizzo. when they attended summer school. Um, I didn't know what you wanted me to say. I was like, what do you yeah, I didn't. I didn't know how to pronounce the, the guy's name. Conway, I got it. Yeah, so like, I'll let Jenny I'll, I'll let Jenny and Meg take it from here for real quick. You want to talk about your love for Grease too? Go ahead, Jenny. Oh yeah. Um 
Well, I don't. So I grew up with Grease. Um, my mom is a huge John Travolta fan. Something that I have stated time and time and time and time again on this podcast. And um, so growing up, like John Travolta movies were like not always on, but pretty much always on. And my mom would clean the house to to different like movie soundtracks that she would have on like CDs. And one of those movie soundtracks was Grease. And so Grease would be, you know, on videotape. She would play it like it would be on in the background. Um, This was, I think, also the early advent of like HBO at the time. I'm 34 years old. I was born in 1987. So to give you a little context. And so I grew up with Grease. Grease is great. Love music. Love everything about it. Um, Yes, some of it does not age well, but you get past that. You don't worry about it. You're just having a good time watching it. Um, And so I am also an only child. And so as a latchkey kid, I would watch TV, you know, in the summers, I'd be home. My parents are working. I'd be home alone or I'd be home with someone depending on their schedule. And I would just basically be watching TV all the time while I did other things. And we actually at the time had illegal cable and (laughs) um, can't do that anymore. But we used to have like HBO, HBO two or, or whatever, like all these different channels that would pop up. And that is how I discovered that there was a Grease 2 because I think my mom had seen it once in her life and that's it. But she really didn't have any interest in it. And obviously it wasn't going to be a VHS she bought um, because it didn't star John Travolta. So it didn't matter to her. And so I discovered it one day. It was on and I'm like, what the hell is this? And I was like, this looks like Grease. And then all of a sudden I see because at the time you had to go into the TV guide and you had to see like what was playing at the time to figure out like the name of the movie and all this stuff. And I realized, oh, look, Grease 2, there's a sequel. Well, it was that day, ladies and gentlemen, I fell in love with a sequel. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just it was super catchy. I mean, I guess as a, I can't tell you how old I was. I was maybe like eight or nine. Um, so for me, the storyline worked well. <laughs> I, have, I wasn't quite a film critic then. Um, and it was just, I don't know, every time it would play, whenever they would randomly play it, I just like always like loved watching it. That was kind of also how I discovered like other movies like Rocky Horror Picture Show and things like that. Like that was how I, I came across a lot of different movies. And so for me, um, anytime it was on, I was always watching it. The songs were catchy. Um, and yeah, and then the, the fandom just kept growing and, and I watched it. I own it on DVD. Um, I listen to the soundtrack. I know the words, I know the characters. Um, and I, I know it all just as well as I know Greece. Um, I don't state that it's better than Greece because I know well, but <laughs> it is not as bad as people say. And I will defend it to my dying day. And I can surely tell you that like my kids are going to watch it. They're going to watch both. And I'm pretty sure, uh, Definitely my daughter will probably love it just as much. So um, David is screwed in that aspect. And if it wasn't loved by many, they would not be putting it on August 15th in Bryant Park in New York City as a movie under the star. So if you're in New York City on August 15th, go and support and go sit in the park and watch a free movie under the star. So, Jenny, we're going to go to that, right? (laughs) Yeah, I think we should. I mean, let's go. It's a Monday night, I think. (laughs) <laughs> all right let's we'll, we'll make it happen <laughs> meg what about you i mean i was oh god how did i first find out about it 
Well, I grew up with Greece, obviously. My mom went to go see the musical on Broadway with it was supposed to be Maureen McCormick starring as Sandy. Mm. But somehow I forget who wound up taking the role because she she was out that day. But I remember blasting the soundtrack on a cassette because I'm I'm a year younger than Jenny. So same latchkey kid. TV was my babysitter during the summer. Um, but I remember I was at Hollywood Video one day, not even Blockbuster. And I'm scoping the aisles and all of a sudden I see Grease 2. I was like, what is this? Get home. I was like, I was like, mom, I was like, let's get this. So we get it and go home. Immediately I fell in love with the music. I was like, oh my God, I like this better than Grease. And I, and it, literally every single time I would go to the video store, I wouldn't even go get them. I would always get whatever movie I was getting and I had to get Grease 2. And I still remember fighting with the way Hollywood video, their VHS tapes were. You had to like squeeze the bottom of the sleeve and for the plastic sleeve in order to get the VHS out. And so many times I would cut my fingers trying to get it open because it would always get stuck. Or I was just really dumb at opening it. Either way. No, those um, were horrible. They should have just done were. the blockbuster thing. Oh my gosh, that actually hurt. And I never want to see those ever again. But anyway, um, it's actually my love for the movie has actually gotten to the point where every single September. For anybody who hasn't seen this movie, you're not going to understand my reference, but anybody who has seen it will. Every September 1st, I have to watch the movie. Because in the one of the very first songs, Back to School Again, they always reference September 1st where school's starting. So I always use that as the kickoff to the end of summer, beginning of fall. Which is kind of weird, but I love it. Um, I just... Like, I, I will defend it to my last breath. And anybody that loves the movie... Come hit me up. We'll talk <laughs> and we'll bash why it's better than Greece t- Greece one. Um, just personally wise, like le- actually Greece is better, but preference Greece two over Greece any day of the week. And I'll fight anyone who says otherwise. Go ahead, Ryan. Wait, and I will also say that <laughs> if this movie wasn't as wonderful as it is, I would not. It it allows you to make connections with people. Meg and I have a connection. I made a connection with a woman the other day on the street that was walking past Bryant Park because I have to walk past it to go to work. And she was talking about the movies on those stars and she was telling her husband, we have to come for Greece too on August 15th. And I immediately turned around and she's like explaining to him, he's like, there's a second one. And she's explaining to him how great it is and the music. And I turn around and I'm like, everything she's saying is absolutely true. And we had a connection um, on the street for like a couple minutes and then said, all right, you know, say goodbye. But like, you see that it is like a cultural phenomenon. <laughs> it's a definition of a cult classic. Ryan, what do you got? Okay. So I'm going to start off by saying I am a huge Grease One fan. Like that shit was on repeat growing up for me. Then I heard about Grease Two. I'm like, ooh, yay. Then I heard that most of the original cast was wasn't in it. So say I heard it when I was about when I was eight. It, I didn't watch it till I was about twenty something. And yeah, I could have waited longer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this movie just it's one of those sequels that just you know, shit that should not be. <laughs> this, that is the perfect way to describe this sequel, in my opinion. Fan four stick. 
Oh no, I would say no, I, no, no. Yeah, no, no Ryan, no. I can't, I can't For co-sign me, yes. that. I'd rather watch Grease two all day. No, I haven't had a hard time seeing through a movie twice in my life. This and then. That's two tough. times. Every other yeah. time, I can sit through any movie. But we got the music is not as good. The I don't care about the teachers. I didn't care to see them again. Like yeah, you had Frenchie for what three scenes? Ooh, I have a I have a good fun fact about that too. So it just made it's just one of the sequels that should not be. Yeah, alrighty. No, so for me, I never saw it until uh, Jenny came into my life. Uh, she <laughs> she lent me the DVD. I knew it existed. Uh, but remember, like Jenny mentioned, I hadn't seen Grease to like 2013 or whatever. Um, so Jenny lent me the DVD and I honestly would have rather watched paint dry than watch Grease 2. Uh, but then I will give her credit. We went to a screening at the Alamo draft house and I saw like the passion that a lot of people had for it. And I'm like, you know what? I have the same passion for garbage too. Like Batman and Robin is garbage and I adore it. Uh, and I will defend it to the day I die, the same way you guys would defend Grease too. So I, at that moment, I, I realized we can all like garbage. Someone's garbage is another man's or woman's gold, and Batman and Robin is gold to me, and Grease too is gold to you guys. Um, it's gold, but it's not garbage. Sure. Also, at that Alamo Draft House <laughs> screening, I had. Uh, I don't know why I carried my <laughs> I had a VHS tape that I had bought at a Monster Mania con for like $2 and I brought it with me because we were supposed to have the director of the movie mm-hmm. um, Patricia Birch and her daughter who's actually also in the movie they were attending the screening after for like a quick Q&A um, so I after the movie screening and after the Q&A I went up and I got it signed so now it's one of my prized possessions. Yeah, that was awesome that you got that. Um, all right, cool. So moving on to the budget and box office. And the budget was $11.2 million. The box office, unfortunately, for fans were $15.2 million. So uh, looking at the marketing and promotion for the movie, it pretty much lost money. And that's what led to uh, no further sequels being made. Uh, in terms of the trophy room, uh, you'd be happy to know, Jennifer, that this movie was, and Meg, that this movie was not nominated or won any Razzies. So you got you, Okay, well. But Michelle Pfeiffer won an award. For yes, she movie. did. She was nominated in 19, for a 1983 Young Artist Award in the category of Best Young Motion Picture Actress. The film was was nominated for the Stinkers Bad Movie Award for Worst Picture. Later on, the Stinkers would unveil their picks for the 100 Worst Films of the 20th Century. Uh, Grease 2 was ranked. It listed number, tw- uh, number 13 as the worst movie of the 20th century. <laughs> See, I have an issue with like these Razzies and these worst lists, so I'm gonna, not going to comment on that. Um, now let's get into the categories here. Ryan, I'm going to kick it off with you here. What's age the best? Okay. What's age the best? Why Ryan? Why Ryan first? Because you guys Wait, are going to rave. Best? You told me the worst. No, the best and the worst. Ah, oh, crap. Ryan, what do you got? Nothing's age the I worst. Nothing. This is true. Nothing's what's age the best? Okay. I can't think of a damn right. thing that age good in this movie. All right, I got a few things. Well, Jenny, do you want to go or do you want me to go? No, I feel like you know, one and one. All right, go for it. So, 
Um, okay, so let's see. What aged the best? Yes. Uh, these were breakout roles for not just Michelle Pfeiffer and essentially Maxwell Caulfield, because I believe this is one of his first um, films, because they really had seen him from, like, the stage previously. Um, Adrian Zemed, Christopher McDonald. Uh, the music, classic, catchy tunes. You can sing them anytime. Um, specifically reproduction, because it still explains how it works really well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Girl for All Seasons, the costuming, the pageantry. I mean, what kind of production is that in high school? So uh, that age. Stephanie's black sequin jacket right before the show, because I love that jacket. Uh, the pink lady jackets. I mean, they're classic. Um, and these ladies, I don't know why these ladies felt much cooler than the original ladies a little bit in this. Uh, Maxwell Caulfield working on his bike. Um, mm, yeah. <laughs> okay. That, uh, that first scene at the bowling alley, especially when he first makes his appearance and they're all outside, like looking and being like, and just being impressed. Um, I know it's not your favorite part, David, but the silver motorcycle guy that he turns into in right. Stephanie's dreamlike um, fantasy. Um, it's very reminds me of Xanadu um, yes. and the mo- the typical like 80s style that you would get whenever there was like a dreamlike sequence. Um, senior year luau's. I mean, kids still have them today, right? And uh, Mr. S- Mr. Spears. I mean. He aged pretty well. The poor man was having a breakdown, but like, still worked. That's what I got. There's a lot more that aged well, but you know, I can't take everything. <coughs> David, what's age He's the like, best? Oh, crap, you're right. <laughs> Alrighty, Ryan, I think you'll co-sign some of these. Okay. What's age? Sure. What's age the best? Bad movie sequels. <laughs> Guilty pleasure movies. Guilty Pleasure movie sequels. Miss Mason's script. She has a very great pen, nice penmanship when she writes her name on the blackboard. Are you sure you were looking at her penmanship, David? I actually oh, was. Yeah. I actually was, but she uh, she was a looker. Uh, wearing sunglasses indoors. I feel a lot of people think that's a cool thing to do. I guess Michelle Pfeiffer started that. because uh, I totally do that uh, because of Michelle Pfeiffer. Gang mentality. All these gang warfare that goes on in Greece, too. Uh, wearing your helmet while riding a bike. I think that's aged well. Uh, that's all I got. Meg, what do you got? <laughs> I'm like trying so hard not to laugh at your like, descriptions. <laughs> you <got> <laughs> I'm like, this is like, I mean, they're interesting points, but half of them are like, so like skimming the surface. And oh, because I, I don't think anything, if, if you're talking about the actual making and quality of the movie, I don't think anything's aged well. So I try to make the most out of um, the situation. No, no, I will say the choreography, I think, has aged well. I think the camera work aged well. Getting all those people, especially in the in the beginning scene, that is a triumph. That's a lot and of work. And in the luau scene, too. And in the luau scene, yeah. That is a lot of work. And the choreography, I mean... I really think, don't think, as much as you don't think to, I don't think you can say anything about the choreography. No, that's actually was going to be my very I first feel like point. That is spot on. The choreography is absolutely top notch. Um, Jenny kind of mentioned like the jackets. I loved that for once, the pink ladies, it had the pink on the outside, but it was interchangeable. And we saw that during Cool Rider, how she switched it into the black. 
um, the set designs, more so for Girl for All Seasons and not not so much the Prowlin' because that was just a silhouette, but still they pulled off a silhouette in a basic high school in quote unquote 1959. So applaud them for that. Um, I say everything aged well. <laughs> no, 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 no. There is one. There is one scene that I don't think aged well. Um, I will say that for next. So everything except for this one scene that I will talk about next. Awesome, Ryan. Now let's go back to you. What's age the worst? Flirting with teachers. Um, <laughs> that that's the same, right, man? You don't do that. Um, T-bird bikers. No, they're mechanics. They're not bikers. Um, walking out on the sub. Um, an all-white cast. Very good. Uh, yeah, like I, I didn't notice it until then. Like, there's not one. But single can't can't you say the same thing for Grease One? Mm. Touche. Uh, true. Okay, I'll give you that. Tip my hat to you. <laughs> um, just the movie as a whole. <laughs> See, I can't. I see. I as much as I don't like, I really can't co-sign that because it had really does have a following, man. Like I really like. That's it's fine. not just Meg and Jenny. It's really like shocking when we like how many so people love this. Killers. They have followings, and you know no. that's cool too. <laughs> I think this is a little different, Ryan. Just a little bit. <laughs> Jennifer, what do you have? Uh, age the worst. Uh, small Coca Colas served at the diner. <laughs> that they were eating when they oh went my God, to like. I love that. Um, they were really tiny, like they're really tiny, and I'm like, are you kidding me? You have to ask for like five of those things just to get like a regular cup. Um, sidecars on motorcycles, like <laughs> yes. how funky was that thing? Yeah. Like, for the poor guy, <laughs> I have to be stuck driving this guy. Um, the meatloaf that uh, Maxwell Caulfield's character has to eat in the school cafeteria it just like it looked like a blob of. It just looked really bad on the tray, and that was in the scene before he sang his charade song. Um, I would even say, like, the sh- I mean, no, that's that's for later. Um, the As much as I love this song, Do It For Our Country, it is a very rapey kind of scene because he's trying to get her to do something that she doesn't quite want to consent to yet, per se. Um, not being allowed to date someone outside of your circle. Um, so like when uh, Adrian Zemed tells Michelle Pfeiffer's character that, you know, if they're not if they're not going to be together anymore, then she needs to leave her jacket at the door like she can't be a pink lady anymore. So that is uh, out of style. And um, just bullies. Bullies are out of style. Like, yes, the gang warfare that's going on, but just them bullying um Michael's character without knowing it's him because obviously at the time they just think it's this mystery guy but going after him and then basically making him like leap to his apparent death so that did not age very well alrighty oh here oh, we go and making fun of mental health with the they pretty much made fun of uh, with that's why I thought at least with the teacher oh he was always oh with out. Mr. Spears yeah. All right. Okay. See, I right. think of it that, that way. I, I can kind of see it, but I, I never really did think of it that way. All right. Yeah. Let's see. All righty. So why is this movie two hours? That's age the worst. This movie should not have been two hours. <laughs> because it's fantastic. You're right. It should have been three hours. Frenchie dropping out of school 
flunking out of beauty school and being led back into high school when she's 21, 22 years old. What happened to a GED? Child- 21, 22? Ch- uh, yeah, I don't. Is she really 21, 22? Or is she like 19? Uh, I think this is like three years after, so she's 21. I think. Actually, no, you're right. It's two years after. Yeah. Uh, child endangerment? I forgot that and girl. I don't think they had. Hold on. I don't think they had a GED back then, anyway. So she had to go back for chemistry credits. Ah. Oh. I, don't think she, I don't think she got them. Well, when you, when, I mean, that's on we, her. When we get to our fun facts, you'll see why. Uh, child endangerment. What's that little girl's name that always hangs ev- around everybody? Um, oh, Dolores. Yeah. Yes. But that's uh, her sister. Yeah. So, her little sister hanging around with her older sister trying to be part of their crew. Shouldn't be and in the one crew. Day she's going to be a She's basically the equivalent of Davy. It's like it's like continuing the gang mentality. That's not it. Platinum bikers. Uh coming back from the dead. Falling off a cliff and coming back from the dead. Same as the first. Uh it's kind of follows the same parallel as the first and we've talked about him before changing appearance to impress someone uh penmanship has aged the worst because no one uses script anymore uh mm. giant goggles uh um safety um eyewear is never out of style david but no one wears those mm-hmm. giant goggles that they wore that he wore in that some movie. people wear those goggles some people do and i'm ha- sure those goggles are back in style everything old comes back and you- well maybe not that exact style but a similar <laughs> adaptation of it and you had the you had the other one jen the burt ward side car on a motorcycle that is <laughs> just not it uh that's meg, tough meg i know this is tough for you but do you have anything that aged the worst okay i'm actually going to defend the sidecar because <laughs> wait no because i am four foot ten there is no way I will ever ride a motorcycle unless I am in a sidecar. But you're a so cool rider, Meg. You're a cool so rider. So I will be, I will, because I'm not driving, so I literally will be the cool rider. <laughs> but the one thing that I absolutely dis- did not like, and it's actually my least favorite song, the Do It For Our Country Fallout Shelter scene. Rapey to a T. Or an R in this case. But faking a nuclear attack to try to get her to lose her virginity? Uh-uh not happening that's the only thing i hate in this movie and i actually skip over that scene a lot yeah that's tough it's very tough See, I, w- I can watch this scene um and it's just the song is so damn catchy but like the whole story behind it is like the whole scene itself is just not that doesn't age well it's cringy i wasn't going to include this but i'll ask for megan and jenny this one what is your favorite song in the movie Oh, I actually ranked these, and I want to do something with Jenny separately. Yeah, okay. have fun. Yeah. Go, go do, do your thing. Do your oh, thing. Oh, no, I meant separately from the podcast. Oh, okay. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, but I can say my favorite song. Jenny? Oh, wait. Go. So, oh, okay. Um, oh, you so ranked them. Songs. You ranked them too, Jenny? I did, but I'm not going to say the rankings. All right, go for it. Um. So, yeah, no, I didn't rank them per se. I just wrote them down here in this particular moment. So, obviously, like, my favorite is Cool Rider. Score tonight, reproduction, girl for all seasons, and then do it for our country. <laughs> and then my least favorite is uh, charades. I just feel like Maxwell Caulfield, Caulfield did not really hit it uh, as a solo, and I feel like that was their equivalent of of what Rizzo's um, "There Are Worse Things I Could Do" from Greece. Yeah. And although I think she did a lot better. <laughs> 
in her solo and it, it went with the story a little bit more i mean i get why he said sheree because he's pretending to be someone who he's really not just for the girl and all that but it was just like a very slow song like i could get rid of that song completely and be okay meg what about you um my favorite song is cool rider um and my actually it's funny that you mentioned charades because that is my second least favorite song in the entire movie. But I have to go with like back to school again. Who's that guy is just a bop and score tonight and reproduction. Awesome. Ryan, what's your favorite song? The end credits. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess I'll pick cool rider. If I have to pick one. All righty. Let's get to our categories. Ryan, I'm going to kick it off with you. The Joe Spinell, That Guy Award. Who do you got? Well, since I've only seen it one other time, I didn't, put, I didn't feel right putting anything here. Jenny, what do you got? Um, so this is where we recognize this guy from the most, right? Yeah. Essentially, it's been a while since they've done this. So, um, I mean, Maxwell Caulfield. Other than Grease 2 and Empire Records, which I love him in as well, this re- those two movies are really where I know him the most for. From. I, w- I was going to go with him if it wasn't for Empire Records as well. Uh, Meg, what do you have here? I actually um, did Eddie Deason, Eugene. Okay. Because uh, mm-hmm. from Polar Express, the know-it-all kid. That's a good one. That's the know-it-all kid? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, that's such a good pull. Um, I went for D.D. Khan. Uh, Ooh. Because outside of Shining Time Station, the old show where they have land chops, land, land, land chops play along, I believe. Um, I only know her from the Grease movies, so I went with her. Those are uh, good ones. All right. Ryan, back to you. Deadlift Shrimp, best supporting player of the film. Who do you got? Supporting T-Birds as a whole. Okay. Jenny, what do you got? Uh, Pink Ladies as a whole. Mag, what do you got? Miss Paulette, Lorna Luft. Man, I'm just Paulette gonna... is good too. Yeah, I'm just gonna give Maxwell Caulfield some props because he came back from the dead. He's not a supporting actor, <laughs> though. He's not supporting. But he's my supporting player. I think Michelle Pfeiffer is the lead of the movie. But yeah, if... no, she is. But and if you use all the tea ladies, you're including Michelle Pfeiffer, who is also the lead of the movie, Jennifer. Okay, fine. Then I go with Paulette as well. <laughs> I'll stick with my Maxwell Caulfield. Ryan, back to you. And Becky O'Shea, MVP of the film. I mean, this is easy. The I, audience I, for sitting through. No, this. no, Ryan. <laughs> I, I think I think it's a three. I think we all have unanimous here. Jenny, Michelle Pfeiffer. I have Michelle Pfeiffer. Meg, what do you have? Are we talking character or actor? actor. There's a big difference. Oh, actor Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. But character, Michael Carrington, because he got the girl. True. All right. I, I'm very curious. That's a for good point. Ryan, Peaks and Valleys. What do you uh, got for Peak? Peak Maxwell, because I don't know. I, I never seen Empire. Okay. Record. And for Valley, I got Michelle. No, 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 no. Nope. Oh, Hold sorry. it. I thought you wanted me to do no, both. No, no. Jenny, what do you got for Peak? Um, Maxwell Caulfield. I feel like this and Empire Records, and then really that's that's it. Um, and actually, I did a little digging on this. 
and where he was quoted as saying that before Grease 2 came out, I was being hailed as Wait, don't say figure. anything. Don't say I have Why? that coming. I have that coming. I have that coming. What can I say now? It goes to my point. <sighs> Go ahead. Okay, I was being hailed as the next Richard Gere or John Travolta. However, when Grease 2 flopped, nobody would touch me. It felt like a bucket of cold water had been thrown in my face. It took me 10 years to get over Grease. So I feel like because, and it's true, because obviously you had Grease 2, and then you had Empire Records in the 90s, and I feel like that's really where he got a little more popularity again, and then it sort of just kind of went down from there. Like, he's done other stuff, but where you really know him and remember him for is that like I feel like his Rex Manning character redeemed him a bit because now you like remember Rex Manning. Oh yeah, Manning. Rex Manning day, yeah. Yeah. All right, Meg, who do you think peaked with Grease 2? Obviously Maxwell, but I kind of have to go with Adrian Zamed too because even though he did Bachelor Party, the only other thing I really know him from is a cameo in Sharknado 4. Oh, <laughs> I love Sharknados. Well done. Uh, yeah, because I, I know him from Bachelor Party too. Also, so right. um, but after that, I really don't know what else he did. So that's a good one. All right. So obviously, um, you guys went with actors. I went with peaks for different things in movies. Is ask Jenny. Jenny, is this the peak in mo- in cinema history with wearing sunglasses indoors? <laughs> no. What's a better movie of wearing sun? I think I know the answer, but what is the answer? I mean, the one that I'm thinking about is The Matrix. Indoors, but they were. Oh well, they weren't in. I was thinking the Breakfast Club. Oh, I was thinking Terminator. Oh, that's another good one. Okay, great. So that's definitely not to peak yeah. for that. I is, mean, there's a lot of movies that people wear them indoors. Is this the peak for wearing giant goggles on motorcycles, Jennifer? No, What's, I don't think so. Oh, I actually think so. I don't remember giant goggles on motorcycles because I do. I do think giant goggles. The peak is. Back to the Future with Doc Brown. Well, oh. we could say that in the movie Up, Ellie wears giant goggles, but not in a motorcycle. No, the key is but on a motorcycle. She's still wearing protective eyewear. So I think if we're gonna do peak for giant goggles, we do Up and Back to the Future. Do you do you have anything else that I'm missing there, Meg? Maybe. Mm, no, <laughs> I think you pretty much hit it. All right. Is this the peak for bowling? In movies, no. no. There was that. Uh, oh my god, that was a lot of Jinx. I got Alley Cat Strike, the Disney <laughs> I Plus. I was gonna tell Disney Disney that because he loves that movie. That movie I personally don't that really movie love it, but he smacks. made me watch it. I watched it as a kid. That movie's great. But, like, I never saw it again. And then David's like, let's watch Alley Cat Strike. I love this movie. That movie I knew is he was gonna phenomenal. Say that. It is the decom classic. Ryan, where did you have? Uh, I can't. Remember. I think that's the one I'm thinking of with uh, K- Katie Kuko. But, but uh, a classic one with bowling, wouldn't you? Oh, just and the, the dude, big Lebowski. big Lebowski. I'm not big on Big Lebowski, to be honest. It may be the same, pizza but others. that was my first thought. I think there's another one, Kingpin. There's another bowling movie called Kingpin. I think yeah, that. Kingpin. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I'm thinking of. Also, the Flintstones movie. Yes. Okay. Um, so, throwing it out. Fun there. fact. As a kid, I was on a bowling team and I bowled like Fred Flintstone. And I one time, it was, I didn't even, it was inten- unintentional. But one time I threw the ball, it bounced out of my lane into the next lane and I got a strike. Oh, uh, but it didn't count for you, right? No. I, I, yeah. uh, I 
talked to uh, talking to a buddy of mine, JC, off the line. I mentioned that I would mention a bowling story here. Um, <laughs> oh, JC. So I guess peak for me is bowling period because I am probably the worst bowler in the history of human, the human race. Jenny took me bowling. Yes. Jenny took me bowling. Su- surprised me like years ago. I asked her never to do it this again. Is like one of our first dates, kind of like really early on in our relationship. I am so bad at bowling. It's not even like, like I play basketball all my life. I've been playing basketball and I'm pretty decent at basketball. You'd think I'd know how to maneuver a ball. Nope. I, I, no, I, I, so bad. I is so bad. I won. So bad. So JC, there's your, <laughs> there's your plug on bowling. I am just awful at bowling. A uh, couple of more, a couple of more peaks here. Is this the peak in a in cinema falling off a cliff and cliff and surviving? Well, dang, the character didn't survive, so I can't say that. Wait, does the Roadrunner not always fall off the cliff? No, that's the Wiley Coyote. Wiley Coyote. Wiley Coyote. (laughs) The only one I can think of is Sylvester Stallone and Cliffhanger. That's. But like the rock, the rock has never fallen off a cliff and survived. Well, the rock survived. Well, the rock survives <laughs> everything, true. but I don't think he's That's done a cliff true. movie yet. He did San Andreas. Well, a cl- um, oh, right, that movie. Like, right? Weren't there cliffs there? Kind of. Yeah, but Death I think the Furious Six. I, I was going to say that would be my next thought. Would be well, yeah, right. that must have been something in Fast and the Furious that someone survived some ridiculous cliff. Yeah, that's a Wait, good one. Was it the Was it the sixth one it, when they with the train? I think no. I think yeah, that's seven. Was, I think that's seven. Is it with him and Paul? The car. Was it with Vin no, and Paul? It, it was six because they were still on the run. Okay, yeah. So that probably is peak because that's when the fast movies were like phenomenal stuff. Uh, is this the peak for plant platinum painted bikers? Maybe, maybe. And finally, is this the peak for sidecars on motorcycles? I say no. Yes. I think it's Batman 66. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, but that came out before this, no? Yeah, but I think that yeah. was the exactly. peak for. better. But I think uh, that's but, better, yeah. But this takes place in 61, 62. So I can mm. see why he would say that. Yeah, so. All right. And then Valley. I mean, I can't even make any jokey things here. It's Michelle Pfeiffer I got. <laughs> any, anyone have Michelle Pfeiffer. Different? And she did Scarface that same year. She did. No, next year. Well, it came out the same year. No, they Look didn't. Scarface came out Are in nine. Hundred percent sure because we now we would do a podcast on Scarface. Scarface oh, came out in 1982. Well, yep. maybe she filmed it the same year and it didn't release yet. Yeah, but she filmed it that same. I year. cannot wait. Next year, it's coming, ladies and gentlemen. The Scarface podcast. Jenny and I are going to do. Yeah. Jenny and I are going to do. Gonna be good. We're going to do the dance that Pacino and Michelle Pfeiffer do in <laughs> in in the club. We're going to do cocaine. We're going to have so much no. fun. We're not going to do cocaine. We're going to do pixie sticks. <laughs> All right. So let's finish off with some fun facts about the movie. Did you didn't do the No Crying in Baseball Award. Because and you didn't ask me who had the best career. I thought it was, I thought you said Michelle Pfeiffer. I didn't say a word. Oh, I thought we all agreed on Michelle I Pfeiffer. I have a couple of people. Oh, actually. you have more. All right. Go ahead. Go for it. So obviously Michelle. Okay. Christopher McDonald. Oh, duh. Yeah, yes. he's had a good career. And Pamela Adlon. Yeah, she has. Who do you? Um, I'm curious. What do you think? I, I I don't think you think this is Michelle Pfeiffer's best movie, right? Or do you... um, no, I don't think it's her best, but it's my favorite. Okay, uh, Jenny, I know you didn't. You show me one that I really liked with her. 
Was it Married to oh, the Mob? Yeah, Married to the Mob. Oh, That's another favorite. So um, What's the one that she plays the teacher? Oh, Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds. Yeah. You, you know, I've never seen that. I, and, and I've never seen that. And I love the song so much, and I've never seen that movie. Of course you do. Obviously, for me and Ryan, there's only one answer. So, <laughs> Batman Returns, which we'll be covering in two weeks from here. And that, that should be a really fun <laughs> one. Um, I also really enjoy One Fine Day with her and oh, George Clooney. Yeah. What, what's That's that another one? movie I discovered on cable. And um, The Family. Very uh, with Robert De Niro, Diane Agron. It's a very weird movie. Wasn't she? In, I I I can't speak on it because I haven't seen it. But I also remember her getting a lot of buzz that she should have won the Oscar for the Fabulous Baker Boys. I've never seen that though, so I'm not sure if you guys have seen that. Never seen that. Oh, Frankie no. and Johnny. Oh yes, oh, with yeah, her and Pacino. Yes, yes. That's kind of the callback to what you were talking about before, like actors that worked together in a previous mm-hmm. movie, and then. You like Frankie and Johnny, Jennifer. I showed it to you. I know, I know. But that's what I'm saying. That's like another good point of like actors reuniting after years and doing a project together. Yeah. I could Co- literally could do a whole video just on Michelle's that's career. That's actually like, a good future topic, David, for an episode. Thanks. Thanks, thanks, for, thanks for bringing it up. I will note it. Okay, and then we could do a... Uh, you, could, you could do it with Michelle Pfeiffer and I could do it with Al Pacino. <laughs> like Al, Pac- Al Pacino the chef. The biggest oh guy. Burn. Hooah. Oh, gotta love Al. All right, so let's finish up with some fun facts about the movie. Jenny took one of mine, uh, so I won't repeat it. So, but next for first up, according to Maxwell Caulfield's stunt double Gary Davis, Michelle Pfeiffer performed performed all her stunts in the famous Lone Rider Stephanie Romantic motorcycle ride, saying she sat behind me, then I lifted her around to where she straddled me. And then we wheeled away. She was wonderful the entire time. This is this is one we talked about this actor before. Tom Cruise auditioned for the role of Johnny. But director Patricia Birch wanted someone older and taller. Ironically, the whole tall thing with Tom Cruise has been a detriment. Not really a detriment, but something that he's hid in movies with camera angles and shooting throughout his entire career. Uh, and door frames. Yep. Ma- Michelle Pfeiffer and Maxwell Caulfield did not get along during filming. A few years after the film was released, Caulfield said in an interview that they got along infamously. Pfeiffer claimed in an interview that Maxwell was self-adoring. Next up, when the movie flopped, uh, I mentioned plans for the franchise were thrown out. This is so interesting, and maybe you girls knew it. I know Ryan didn't know this. Disney ended up adapting the unused script for the third movie, for their own movie. Can you guess what that movie was? Um, oh, 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 High School Musical. Yes. Did not know that. Oh. I've never seen High School Musical, but I'm curious. <gasps> Interesting. Oh, that. Yeah, Zach Efron's my boy, but that's actually a movie I've never seen. Um, who, who's his, well, who's the girl? Who did the singing in the first Vanessa movie? Vanessa Hudgens. Doesn't... Vanessa Hudgens. There you go. You may not like his voice though, because he doesn't do his own singing in the first movie. That's interesting. Did do you do the do you know why? Um, they didn't think his voice would be good enough, so they got Drew Seeley to do it, but then they realized Zach can actually sing. And actually when they did the tour, Drew Seeley played um his character. So but in two and three, Zach did his own voice. Interesting. Um 
this one is thanks to Jenny. This is the theatrical feature debut for Lorna Luft, daughter. Lorna uh, Luft. Lo- Are you sure it's L U F T? Yeah, I Luft. think it's Luft. Oh, okay. Daughter of Judy Garland and half sister of Liza Minnelli. Uh, next up, director Patricia Birch said the script wasn't complete by the time filming began, so she tried to do her best to work with what she had. That's no bueno. This I love because uh, it just calls back to the old the old Hollywood days of musicals. This is one of the first movie musical sequels since the Broadway Melody series of the 20s, the 30s, and the 40s. Wow. Uh <laughs> Right, this is gonna make. I don't know how Ryan's gonna feel about this. He may not be a fan of this actor anymore after this one. Andrew Garfield listed Grease two as his third favorite movie musical of all time in an interview I, for Ryan Tomatoes. What? I knew I'd love that man. I knew I'd love another one. I need to know what his other two are, just so I know what other things. No, nah, it doesn't like. matter. It doesn't matter anymore. Nope. It's probably Singing in the Rain and West Side Story. I'm probably gonna go with those two as his favorite. Uh what else do I have here? Three more. Although John Travolta did not participate in the sequel, he and Michelle Pfeiffer did end up going to star in a movie together. Do you know what movie that is, Jennifer? Oh, oh God, hold on. You've been wanting hold me on. to watch this movie for a very long time, and I haven't. Oh, my I'm God. Hold IMDb on. Right my, now. If my mother listens to this oh. episode, she'll, like, kill me. It's a musical. I can't believe you didn't know this, Jenny. Oh, Hairspray. Yes. 2007. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. I was uh, like trying to think, and I was going through my head. Phenomenon. Like I was like, <laughs> wait a second. But I think that's Kira Sedgwick in that movie. This is a Eve Arden's final theatrical release film. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Makes is sense. this is cool. Michelle Pfeiffer did her own singing in the movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. And finally, in 2003, this is what I mentioned about uh, DD Com before. In a 2003 interview, Didi Khan explained why her character disappeared halfway through the movie. She said the script was unfinished when they began filming, but the but the draft they were using still included Frenchie. The character was written out during the filming, and she was told halfway throughout the movie that she was no longer needed. The filmmakers ultimately decided to include Frenchie in the final cut, though they had limited footage. Khan described the filming process as rushed, frantic, and unorganized. So that's why so- we... That's how we get Frenchie for about what? What is it? Two scenes? Two, three scenes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you think maybe four. The beginning four. and then and then in the little chemis- chemistry so lab. Sa- really. So safe to say, we don't know if she passed chemistry. We'll and, find out in Greece third. Jane. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I actually have a couple facts too. Go for it. So one of the supporting characters he plays one of the prep tones is Matt. Let. I can't pronounce the same. A lot of Latanzi, who actually wound up marrying Olivia Newton-John. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. They married in 1984, two years after Grease 2. So it's kind of like six degrees of separation in a way. You think they talk about the two movies during dinner? I always wondered. Well, they divorced in 1995. So okay, not so, yeah. Maybe maybe it was um, over a fight over which one was better. Oh, imagine. Um. And Grease 2 was actually adapted into a musical called Cool Rider and was rewritten and modified for the stage. And I don't know if it's this year or next year, we are getting a prequel to Grease. Yes, we are. I don't know. How do you guys, how do you, well, not Ryan. Actually, Ryan, too. What do you guys feel about that? I, I'm indifferent, so I'll let you guys. Is this prequel, like, going to be, like, streaming or are we talking, like, uh, It's theatrical. It's theatrical. 
And what it oh, was I thought like, it was a TV. No, it's a series. You sure? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm reading it right now. Oh. It's on H, uh, it's on Paramount Plus. It's called Grease oh, Rise of the, the Pink, Pink Ladies. Ladies. Yep, I apologize. It takes yes. place in 1954. Actually, JC was the one who told me about this. Um, Interesting. I have a list of the cast. Uh, it says, before rock and roll ruled, before the T-Birds were the coolest in school, four fed-up outcasts dare to have fun on their own terms, sparking a moral panic that will forever change Rydell High. Any thoughts, Interesting. Jenny? Uh, I mean, let's see how how they end up casting it, and I need to see a trailer. I need to see how. Well, there is no that none of that, but I have the cast here. Who do you and in it or not? I don't know. Is it like? I mean, they were always portrayed as fairly independent, but at the same time, like I feel like the first Pink Ladies were a little bit more sorority type. I feel like. What? Yeah, do you, I don't know. Who? Any any notable notable names in the uh, in the cast? And not Pink a single Lady's... person. Oh, Pink Ladies were not really outcasts. So, right. Tell who would be the leader, though, and who would? Oh wait, uh, no, I never heard of that person. Never mind. Ryan, any thoughts so on it? So, who is it? If it doesn't have the original, I don't care. And then, like, well, you need... we cannot have seventy-year-old. <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> He's just hanging in high school still, just outside yeah, with like... his jacket. <laughs> What a! Uh, I, I do have. Do you want to run down the cast, Meg? Um. Yeah, I'm gonna butcher some of these names, so apologies on that. Uh, Chanel Bailey, Marissa Davila, Tracy Fukuhara, Jackie Hoffman, Jonathan Nieves, Maxwell Whittington Cooper, Cheyenne Isabel Wells, Madison Thompson, Jason Schmidt, and Ari. I can't pronounce his name. Noto Tommaso. Nice. The only character that they're all new characters, except for Jackie Hoffman. She is playing Principal McGee. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm curious if this is going to be any good. One last question before we go, and I can't believe I didn't bring this up. So we have Grease. We have Grease, too. But there's one little bit of Grease content that I haven't asked for you. Your thoughts is I'll, I'll just start with Ryan. Ryan, how much do you love Grease live? Um, the high school play I've seen it like back in high school. Oh but... no, I'm talking about the Fox Grease Live. Oh, I I didn't watch that shit. <laughs> Jenny, did you see it? I don't remember. I I saw it. I watched it. Um, but I didn't. I don't love to be honest with you. I don't love any of those lives. I think like it's it's a great feat that they try to do, and I don't think they've done one for at least in a year, right? Um, but Not I don't... since Rent flopped. Yeah, I just don't like. Love them. They did one with Rocky Horror. They did a Christmas story. And it's not so much like the casting because I think they they cast um, decent people. I mean, Vanessa Hudgens was, I think she played Rizzo. uh, And I thought that was a good casting. And then I think, uh, and Aaron Tave played um, Danny, although he was blonde here as opposed to Brunette. And then uh, Juliana Huff was Sandy, I think. Um, So, I mean, I think the casting was fine. I just don't love the live. I don't know if it's the look of the live. That just like throws me off. So I personally don't really like them, but there are people that do. So go for it, you know. And, and Matt, I know it came out on that steel book. 
that we have, but we're getting a new Grease 2 steelbook. <gasps> yeah, you I was going to ask you if you pre-ordered it. Yeah, I pre-ordered, I pre-ordered it for Jenny like in February when I first saw it. I was like, all right, I know she wants it, so let me just get but it. But I think it got pushed back. Ironically. Out for delivery. Yeah, mine is not. For some reason, I, I guess pre-ordering it early, I guess I got punished for that, and I... It got pushed like two weeks. Dave, you better make sure. It's I got coming. That. It's coming. It'll be here. And then, Meg, what about you? Any thoughts on uh, Grease Live before we go? Actually, this is my favorite live. Out of all the ones that they've done, this one is my favorite. I thought everyone is perfectly casted. Um, and the fact that, uh, was it Vanessa? Was it this one where Vanessa Hudgens' father died that mo- Yeah, it was. Her father died like that morning. And she yeah. still went on and did it. And everybody was raving her performance that she was able to get through it despite her father passing away that morning. Yeah, I I would agree. I mean, I I saw a couple of clips of it. And even that is better than like a Christmas story and Rocky Horror. And didn't yeah. they even do like a dirty dancing? Line? <laughs> yeah, they did. No, that was, that was so bad. The dirty. Uh, yeah, they did do dirty dancing. No, that, that was just a TV movie, I think. Was it? Because I'm looking, the Fox musicals were Grease, The Passion in New Orleans, A Christmas Story, and Rent. Someone did something live with Dirty Dancing, and it was bad. Wasn't I remember Abigail Breslin? Abigail Breslin played Baby? Yeah. Yes, yes, I do remember that. And then, or we, unless it, I don't know. And now we're getting a new Dirty Dancing. So that's, that should be fun. But yeah, that wraps everything up for this. Jen, any thoughts? Um, you you had a face? Oh, you just made a face. I thought you had something to say. Yeah, no. It was, uh, my my face was for the new Dirty Dancing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> in the corner. Jennifer Grey oh. does not need to redo this movie. Um, although I'm sure that we're going to get the storyline where it's Jennifer Grey and maybe Patrick Sweezy's daughter. And now they go back to Kellerman's. I'm calling it now. And he's probably already passed away because I'm sure they're obviously going to write him out with some story. But they had this great love. And maybe it's her daughter that's falling in love in like the 70s. Or no, let's say the 80s, realistically, the 80s at Kellerman's. And maybe that's like the new story. But I don't think we need it. We don't need it. We didn't need Dirty Dancing 2, Havana Nights. We don't need any other Dirty Dancing. I think you just leave a classic as is. I'm not big on Dirty Dancing. But hey, if Top Gun worked, who knows? Maybe this. Maybe this is the next legacy sequel. Um, so. but as far as Grease 2, it's fantastic. Um, welcome it into your life. You'll be a better person for it. You'll make connections <laughs> with people. And just, you know, life is short. Just spend some time with some old pals and watch Grease 2. Awesome. Any any last words, Meg? What can be said? Well, actually, there is a lot that can be said about why we love it so much. But... You know, there's a reason that this movie has a following. It may not be as big as a following as other movies, but there's such a love and a passion. And with this year being the 40th anniversary, there's a convention in our state of New Jersey called Chiller. And there's so many people campaigning for a Grease 2 reunion at the convention this year. I think they might pull it off. Maybe not obviously the whole cast, but some of them. But that just shows how deep we all love the, how deeply we all love this movie that we're all wanting to see them after 40 years. And I mean, also Grace to forever. So awesome. Ryan, don't ruin it by saying anything negative. So we'll just end it there. Uh, <laughs> I have something to say. All right, go for it. 
is a positive. Go check out main event roundtable. Oh God! All right, so <laughs> it has nothing to do with this podcast. <laughs> that wraps up this week's episode. Next week we are going to celebrate another 40th anniversary. The 40th anniversary of my favorite Steven Spielberg movie, uh, the movie that I cry more than any movie over, E.T. The Extraterrestrial. Uh, next week should be a fun one. Uh, Jenny's going away, so I get to watch it and cry on my own. So that that should be uh that should be a fun one. Uh, until next week is uh actually Ryan, you already plugged your thing. Meg, do you want to plug anything that you're working on before we go? Um, whenever I get this off the ground, check out the thing that Jenny's gonna work on me with for Grease Two later this year. Awesome. Until next week, see you at the movies, kids. Mm-hmm.